This true first-person story was recorded in front of a live audience at the Fringe Club in Hong Kong. If you want to learn how to tell your best story, sign up on our Hong Kong Stories Meetup page, follow us on Facebook, or go to hongkongstories.com. Hong Kong Stories. It's better than drama. It's better than comedy. It's real life. Now from the September 2016 show with the theme of off-balance, here's Gina. So things were a little off-balance in 1999 in Moscow, Russia. They still are, but that year was the first year the city was faced with new political realities it hadn't had to deal with in the past. Terrorist attacks, back-to-back, one in April, two in August, then in September. Desperate times called for desperate measures. In an attempt to get the situation under control, Moscow government instituted a process that authorized the local police to ask anybody they subjectively deemed suspicious on the streets and ask for their documents. The consequence of not having the documents with you or having something in the documents not to the liking of the said police officers was not discussed. It could have been anything. You could be sent to Russian prison, Siberia, gulags, who knows? I mean, they said they ceased to exist, but who really knows? Best thing, do not look suspicious, don't get stopped. My old American husband, Todd, born and raised in a small town in New Jersey, came to live with me in Moscow on a cold winter of 1999, soon after we got married. Without a word of Russian, right after college, he was thrilled to land this super prestigious job in Moscow. He wasn't exactly on the roster, though. For tax reasons, he was explained. And his visa situation wasn't exactly sorted out either, for the same reason. But who the hell cared? He was paid one full backpack of rubles, tightly packed, roughly once a month. On average, I'd say about once a month. We never knew exactly or if at all, but whenever he did, it was a joyous occasion, a reason to celebrate. So one of these celebrations, after we put the money away safely under our mattress, we partied until we just could not party any longer and it was time to go home. So we get in a taxi. And when I say taxi, I use the term loosely, just get to the curb and hope for the best. So as we get in this car, we get stopped by a cop car and they ask for our documents. We looked suspicious and we got stopped. Now, the hitchhiking arrangement was not questioned. That's just a normal course of business. But the police officers curiously noticed my husband's blue passport with silver letters going across. United States of America. They flipped through the pages and looked him right in the eye. So, what is your visa then, hmm? Todd looked at me. He obviously did not understand the question. He looked suspicious. He got stopped. And the reflection on his eyes, I saw the horrifying images of dying in a Russian prison. <laughs> I jumped up and right in. Well, his, his visa, well, it's, it's in the process. It's getting in the works. 
Right, I see. So he's been here in legal in Moscow for what, like months now? Oh, no, 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 you don't understand. It's not like that. Sweetheart, we don't care. Documents, not okay. He's coming with us. Well, if he's coming with you, I'm coming too. That was the best thing I could think of at the time. Okay, sure, hop on in if you insist. So, get in the cop car. Todd is completely terrified, white, full of fear. I mean, he's been through stuff. He's lived through the terrorist attacks in Moscow happening right around him. And now, there he was, in the back of this Russian cop car, driven around in the middle of the deep dark night behind some empty parking lots and abandoned train tracks. Oh my God. Oh no. He wasn't going to die in the Russian prison. He was going to die right there and then, oh my God, God Almighty. The two cops, however, seemed like a cheerful, chirpy couple. The classic, I'd say. I was finally able to get a better look at them. Tall and skinny, short and chubby, both balding, both wearing blue uniforms buttoned all the way, back, all the way up. So, documents, not okay. Here's what we're going to do. He's going to the station now, and he's going to stay there indefinitely, boss not here. Unless we can resolve the situation in another way. Oh, okay, so there is another way. What's the other way? Sweetheart, there is always another way. <laughs> but it could get expensive. All right, so how expensive can it get? I'm thinking to myself, how many backpacks full of rubles can it take to get ourselves out of this predicament? All right, let's think here. So we have one full backpack of rubles safely saved under our mattress, so that we can give them right away. That's fine. My mom might have saved some more under her mattress, so that we can give them two right away. But what if that's not enough? Todd's parents in New Jersey can't really help us. It's Moscow 1999. None of us had bank accounts to receive any wires. Shoot, the situation we're in was serious. What if we did not have enough money? Well, how much money do you have with you? Oh, with me? I looked in my wallet. 500 rubles, about 10 US dollars equivalent. <gasps> 500 rubles! They slammed the brakes and the car just stopped. <clears throat> Kids, you're done. You're free to go right here, right now. <laughs> it took me a second to process. Whoa, whoa, what do you mean right here, right now? We're in the middle of the night. We don't know where we are behind some empty parking lots and abandoned train tracks. Are you kidding? We need some money at least to get home somehow. Yes, you're right. If it's dangerous out here, you can get killed, yes. <laughs> so, here's what we're going to do. You give us 500, and we give you right halfway to where you need to go. And then we give you 100 back, and for that money, you can hitchhike your way back home, no problem. <laughs> okay, that works. So. I give them the 500 rubles. They give us a ride halfway to where we need to go. They give us 100 back and wish us a pleasant ride back home. For 80 rubles, we're able to get ourselves home safe and sound.
After that, never ever in my life have I been in a situation just as off balance. But I can only hope that if I ever do, I would be dealing with people as generous and kind as the two corrupt Russian cops. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this story brought to you by Hong Kong Stories. If you want to know more, visit us on hongkongstories.com. Everyone has a story to tell. <laughs>